Well, hello again and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my wonderful, beautiful, <laughs> Disney food-loving wife and co-host, Michelle. Hi. Thank you, sweetie. <laughs> I love Disney food, too. I Who know. doesn't, really? Uh, so good to have you with us. Uh, we are recording this episode, well, uh, some of this episode on Sunday, <laughs> uh, April 19th. 2020. Uh, thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, why don't you just go ahead and sign up for the newsletter? Yeah, you will be very happy you did. Uh, it's a newsletter that Tom puts together. It gives a lot of great uh information about our podcast, things that are coming ahead, and just Disney things in general. And it also is a way that we can just share some information with you. We don't share your email address. That's just for us to use, but it's just to give you some additional, like I said, have another connection. Right. Uh, none of your information goes anywhere, but just to us so we can send you this newsletter weekly. And by the way, if you subscribe to the newsletter, you had a little tease of that thing that we dropped on Friday. Uh, so you kind of had a little bit of pro- knowledge to something that um, might have been coming up and we hope that you uh, very much enjoyed that so uh, you can also follow along with us on social media that's where you found this thing that we dropped on Friday <laughs> uh, we are on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast Facebook Instagram and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast and if you ever want to contact us for any reason you can always email us at Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com right we love hearing from you uh, we really enjoy some when we get information from emails and we also love it when we get your feedback on reviews. Right. Um, we've gotten some great feedback over the last several weeks, months. Uh, we're coming up on years now, multiple years. Uh, we're just a, uh, about a little about a month and a half away from our two-year anniversary. Wow. We're coming up on 100 episodes pretty soon here. So uh, we really appreciate all the feedback you've given us on so many of those shows and just the show in general. Uh, thank you so much for all of that. As for today's episode, we have lots of stuff for you, including some wonderful guests that are about to join us to speak about this topic we're about to get into. But let's get into that main topic. We're going to get into the meat of it first. So we don't, these people know all about it. We're not boring them with the numbers, but we think that this is something that you need to know going into this so you can make an informed uh, conclusion on whether or not you want to put this as part of your next Walt Disney World vacation. And that is the Disney dining plan. That was really a remarkable song, honey. <laughs> what a great transitional song. I thought you put funk in the funky newsletter, and now even in our music transition pieces. Who, awesome. Who would have expected when we started this Disney podcast <laughs> that somewhere along the line, the fat boys would be making right? an appearance on our Disney podcast? I don't know. Not me, but that was great. Anyway. <laughs> 
Just, I love it. I love every week trying to find these funky song, funky, funky song, the funky newsletter and the funky songs to put into this. But let's go ahead and get Dan before we bring our guest on to the meat of the Disney dining plan. Right. So there's actually four different plans. They added a newer one more recently. And so um, before, as you, as Tom mentioned, before our guests come on, we just kind of want to give you information. Obviously, you can get this from the uh, Disney World website, but we just kind of want to go over a little bit here before the uh, interview takes place so that you have some knowledge of what the plans consist of. So um, in the plans, each of them have a little variation, but they all include a couple things. First of all, they all include, they are involving for parties of age three years and up and they all have a resort refillable drink mug and so that that mug can be used to you know get free uh, refills duh, on uh, sodas and things at the quick service hotels at the quick service locations at the resort anywhere where you can go and load your own fountain drink essentially right 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 uh, the other things that are uh, included in all of their um, Disney dining plans are that beverages are included with each meal and um, the specific number of meal options or snacks is determined by the number of nights included in the package uh, so you you can actually roll over things from different days and redeem them in different um, orders throughout your stay. So you don't have to say, okay, here's the plan I have for today and I have to use all those meal functions or t elements in one day. Yeah, you I don't can, have to do two two meals and two snacks right, or whatever single day. You get, you right, you can, you can use it throughout. Yeah, for example, yeah. Right. Um, and there's uh, three ways that you can track your dining plan entitlements. That's what they're called, entitlements. Mm. So on the My Disney Experience app, you can. Um, if you, when you look at your most recent food receipt, it'll give you what the balance is. Or you can visit any of the uh, resort concierge or guest relations location and they can look it up for you. Cool. So, yeah. So let's go through the actual different plans they have. So the first one I'll describe here is called the Disney Quick Service Dining Plan. And that one is uh, where you actually just dine at the quick service locations. You can have two uh, meals per day for everyone in your party, ages three and up. And you also get two snacks uh, or non-alcoholic drinks. And as I mentioned before, the resort mugs. So, you know... Um, I don't, I'm, I'm sure we'll hear more from our guests, but to me, when I read that, I was thinking, you know, especially when you have kids that you might just want to go to something that is easy uh, to access, even with mobile ordering. Right. If you're not going to a, a table service restaurant regularly or even don't have any plans to do right. that, you're just kind of going in between attractions, you know, don't want to uh, maybe set a reservation time. You're just kind of doing things on the fly. More. Right. Yeah. Uh, the next one is called the Disney Dining Plan, and you can have one table service as well as a quick service meal for everyone in your party. Um, and that considerations for the table service is that there are some what they call signature dining experiences that do take two uh, of your table service credits per meal. So this is like when we talked about the rollover. So you might hold on to one day where you don't go to a table service and, and roll that 
quick service meal to another day or are used for the future day. Yeah, that, those would be kind of the the bigger name restaurants that you can dine at, uh, the, the table service restaurants like Be Our Guest right. or um, Topolino's Terrace for that matter, I think is signature dining. Some of the the bigger names, some of the more, what you would consider more upscale. Right, character uh, dining. Yeah, situation. that kind of thing. Right. So you'll need to use two credits for those. Right, right. and these are really easy to find. Um, they're listed. You can even do search uh, restaurant locations by, you know, the Disney dining plan. So, uh, and again, with that one, you also get two snacks per day. Then the newest one is called the Disney dining plan plus. 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 Um, so this one gives you two meals and they can be used at table service or quick service. Um, there, you still might need to use two, uh, table service for the specialty signature dining locations, but you get two of those, uh, as well as the two snacks. And then they have the Disney deluxe dining plan. This to me, when I reading this one, think more of a kind of a, like when you look at all inclusive you know, um, so it provides for three meal credits per day, and that can be in any combination of quick service, table service, um, however you want to choose for that, as well as, again, two snacks per day. So those are the different plans that, you know, as I mentioned, they go from quick service to where you get uh, three meals per day at tables that could be table service or quick service. And so just to kind of give you some ideas as we go into this interview with some really wonderful people who have experienced Disney dining plan packages uh, for, for years now. And obviously those uh, are, they get more expensive as you go along. Right. So that's something to weigh into it as well, how much you'll need it. Um, also, you know, I know you're mentioning the meals there. Um, it's not like when you go, if you put in a meal uh, voucher or whatever you want to call it credit right. uh, for the meal that that is just an entree. It's right. not you, right. your meal is actually a full meal. And right. that's like usually an appetizer, right. not talking about quick service, but right. for like at the uh, table, table service. service. Right. Uh, it's like an appetizer, an entree and a dessert. Correct. And oftentimes, like you said, a beverage as well. Right. Sometimes right. alcoholic yeah. beverages are included. Right. Right. For those 21 and older. Right. Yeah. So, um, again, really, my, I, my, my, you know, the eight year old kid can't do you know, uh, my time while <laughs> no. he's up there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Charlie. Right, right. You know, and obviously um, you may choose to purchase, you know, like some specialty drinks or, you know, whatever when you're at any of these table service. But um, it was interesting in researching for today to see such variety in these plans. Like you said, obviously uh, the variety in terms of the cost, but just in terms of the features that they have and trying to uh, before even talking to anybody, try to think again, you know, how would this work with, you know, us, we're two adults typically who are going to Disney, Walt Disney World, but if we're going with family or, or you know, people who are bringing kids, how would they make decisions mm -hmm. on which plan to use. Very cool. Um, I I can't wait to hear more about this. Again, uh, we know and we just went over the numbers here well, without the price, essentially, because that will, will vary depending right. on when you're staying. Yeah, I believe so. And the, there's also, yeah, I mean, the prices are per day, you know, um, in terms of the how you pay for it. So you're paying per day or actually per night. Um, you know, and the other thing is there are different times of the year that they will or they may have special offers for Disney dining. Sometimes they offer free Disney dining plan with your resort reservation. So um, the best thing to do is once you're 
making your reservations is to take a look at, you know, do you want to add this on? And you don't have to do it at the time of your reservation. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you're doing like Vacation Club, uh, if you're going to Disney Vacation Club, you can go to their website and add that on uh, as you're planning. You don't have to do it at the time you're securing your cool. reservation. Cool. And we'll get more into that here in just a moment. But uh, yeah, obviously it's a, a lot to go through and uh, we can see all the all the you know different numbers there, all the different information, but it doesn't mean a lot to us until we put it together who's somebody who has actually used it. So right. <laughs> let's yeah. get to the people who have really experienced the Disney right? Dining Plan because we've not done it. No. We've gone to Dis- Walt Disney World <laughs> many, many times but we've never used the Disney Dining plan so we figured let's get someone with some expertise on the right. subject and bring them in right exactly people who have used it who who find it a very favorable uh thing to do when they're on their trip and we're so pleased that they're going to be able to join us and share that information with you all yeah we've been trying to bring them on for a while we finally were able to lock down a time and a great topic to bring them on this is will and jalesa young they make up young adventures on you can find them on YouTube, them and their children. Uh, they do a wonderful YouTube channel. Will Jalesa, thank you so much for joining us on the Hyperion Adventures podcast. Absolutely, we're so glad to be here. Thank you. And we yeah, want to point out us. Sure, and we want to point out adventures with a Z. <laughs> <laughs> that just makes it easier on all the handles. That's right. right. That's right. Easier <laughs> to track down for sure. For sure. So let's get into your story to begin with here. Let's talk a little bit about how you developed your love for Disney and and why you decided to turn that love kind of uh, into this new enterprise, this YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, of course. So um, it kind of started, obviously, you guys know that I grew up at Disney. My, my dad worked there for a long time. So we spent a lot of times, me and my brother and sister kind of grew up always going to Disney. Right. Um, and then um, when me and my wife, Kalisa, got married, we uh, bought into DVC. And that's been kind of something that's a, a special thing for our family right. ever since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in fact, you all were the ones that convinced us finally to uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to purchase. So, uh, okay, so you go off and you live in Florida, so you go to yeah. the parks fairly often. What would you say is both of yours favorite Disney parks as well as your favorite Walt Disney World attraction? Oh, good question. So for me, the park is definitely Epcot. Like, I just love the, the technology and everything behind that. And like I said, kind of growing up at Disney, right. Epcot to me is what motivated me to become an engineer and just to kind of appreciate technology. Nice. So, I, yeah, I love Epcot. I love everything about it. Um, and then attraction, that's a good question. Do you have a favorite park? Um, I don't have a favorite park. I've always said that um, picking a favorite Disney park is like choosing <laughs> your favorite food, pick pizza or ice cream. Nice. And <laughs> That's a good point. Right. <laughs> They're all so different. Um, although, with that being said, the nostalgia of Magic Kingdom gets me every time. Right. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that, that's definitely a good point. I think for me, too, is that if if you have a favorite park, if you go there over and over again, you kind of get drawn to the other parks. Like, you sure. realize what you're missing from the other parks. Sure. Or, yeah. Um, favorite attraction? I'm going to go with Spaceship Earth just because of the, the history of it and right. the, the nostalgia of, of that's something you have to do when you go to Epcot, right? Like you can't right. leave the park without doing spaceship birds. Right. Exactly. So, 
Yeah. What about you, Jaleesa? Yeah. Um, yeah, we write on Spaceship Earth whether or not our kids are um, prepared for it <laughs> or awake um, <laughs> before we leave Epcot. Um, favorite attraction? I'm not sure. I, I, um, I just like I like the simple things that Disney brings, mm-hmm. um, like riding on the carousel right. or just the the special parades or the people singing on Main Street. Or things that you don't really go to Disneyland or to Disney for. Right. Things that sort of pop up and surprise you. Yeah, those little pieces of Disney magic that you find everywhere, right? Yeah. Yeah, we love. Yeah, we love that. We love just being at the park and looking around. And attraction-wise, we kind of just hop on whatever's available, whatever the the shortest wait times are. But definitely, just being in the park is what we enjoy. Sure. Sure. Totally understand that. That's kind of what we get. I mean, most people who go to Walt Disney World, they're there on vacation a lot of times. But when you're local, you can kind of pick and choose what you want to do depending on how the day flows. It's kind of like what we experience with Disneyland. Right. A lot of people come to visit Disneyland and, you know, they want to make sure they get on all these attractions, do all these certain things. We go up there. We're like, eh, if we do that, that's great. If not, so I, I can kind of I, I can kind of understand what, where your point of view might be in regards to that. Yeah. It's really cool, too, also that you you both bring a really unique perspective that you don't hear about as much when people are talking about Disney and their love of Disney. You know, like Jaleesa, you're talking about, you know, the nostalgia of it and and maybe not focusing on attractions, but the experience that you have when you're there. And that's really cool because that you don't hear about too much. A lot of times people are right away talking about something favorite either in terms of a ride or food. You know, and Will, the fact that you're talking Epcot and the issue of technology where I would say probably 90% of the people we've talked to talk Epcot and the countries. So this is kind of refreshing, getting yeah. a new perspective or new focus on the same park. So true. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what about movies? Let's talk about Disney movies. Disney, I mean, we're going to encompass everything. Disney, <laughs> Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel. Like, I know it's, tough to, again, tough to pick. It's like, you know, trying to pick from, you know, what type of food you enjoy because they're all so different, uh, just like Jaleesa said. But uh, is there a, a movie or a couple of movies that really stand out to you as your favorites? Like, you, you'll go back and watch them at any opportunity. Um, we've really been enjoying Aladdin, both mm-hmm. the animated and the, um, the new one with the real people. What's that called? Live action. Live action. Yeah, live action. Nice. <laughs> All my children have been enjoying the live action of it. I I grew up really loving Aladdin, um, and I still love it even as a mom. The Little Mermaid I also really loved as a child growing up, but as a mom, it just really bothers me how disobedient she was. <laughs> I love it. See, people, in like our second episode, I put on you know, King Triton on our list as best fathers and Disney fathers, and people got on me about it. And I'm like, no, you, you don't know what he had to deal with. As a parent, you understand, rebellious teenager. You know? Anyway, sorry, I love that. Yeah, uh, what about awesome. you, Will? Yeah, I have to obviously point to Frozen. Yeah. The magic that is Frozen. Hashtag real men love Frozen. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, we love Frozen. Um, and I mean, honestly, there is some kind of magic to it because we went and saw it when Joy was a little girl and she just latched on and loved it. Um, our son Isaiah, he loves that movie. And then just recently, Alana, our, our youngest, has just grown into just love that movie. And I don't know what it is about it, but just... Everybody loves Frozen. How could you not, right? That's right. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. I, I can't agree more personally. <laughs> you know that about me. So, 
So you've been blessed to be able to obviously get to Walt Disney World several times. Is there anything like that's a Disney bucket list that you haven't had to be able to do to this point that you really, really like at some point, we are going to make sure we go ahead and do this either just the two of you or as a family. Oh, that's so easy for me. Victoria and Albert's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's a super fancy restaurant at uh, in Grand Floridian. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so we want to do that too. Yeah, yeah. that's on our list too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't done that. That would be great. Um, there's a ton of adventures by Disney that, you know, obviously we, have, we haven't done any of those, but right. I, I think almost any of those would be great. We haven't done a Disney cruise before. Um, we've done a cruise. Our kids are kind of crazy, so before, <laughs> and it was it was more stress than it was enjoyable trying to chase our kids around and keep them from falling. I still off the feel ship. scarred from it. Uh, <laughs> well, see, that's what's great about a Disney cruise. Though. That yeah. would not be the same scenario. And your your kids are dolls. They're awesome, and they're the most well behaved kids <laughs> I've ever met. <laughs> Yeah, we definitely have to get you guys together on the, when we start booking Disney cruises again yeah. here. And uh, let, let's try and get one together because that'd be a lot of fun, I think, for all of us definitely. on the yeah, same ship like, at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I feel like a Disney cruise might be the cruise that we would enjoy. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. so. I think there's no question. As Disney fans that you guys are, I think that would be great. And it'd be perfect for your, your YouTube channel. And, let, you know, I kind of uh, talked about it a little bit, but let's, before we get into fully into the main topic, let's talk a little bit more about your YouTube channel. Uh, like, again, you, you obviously decided to move into this, uh, this space because of your love for Disney. Uh, what kind of videos, if people are going to go search you out on YouTube, what kind of videos can they find there? And, and what kind of inspired you to move more in that direction? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, our YouTube channel is called Young Adventures, and the goal is to follow the adventures of us. We're, we're the young family, right? So basically any adventures that we're going on, we're trying to, to see what we're doing. Um, overall, that started because a long time ago I bought a video camera and I wanted to video our family and just kind of keep a record of that so we could see it you know, well into the future. We could look back and see what we had done. Right. And then, yeah. And then about a year ago, um, Joy was working on a school project um, about bridges. And so we started working on a video for that. And we thought, you know, this is a really cool thing that we can just make a video and then we can show it to either her classmates or her teachers and kind of show what she was learning through that. Um, we actually haven't finished that video yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But, but, yeah, yeah, but kind of the key to that was that we realized that if we make these videos and we post them on the internet, then we can keep a better track of what we're doing over time, and I don't have to keep old hard drives and keep right. track of what we're doing. So we thought, and that's kind of the, the key to it, is that we're trying to make videos that we want to watch later, but we realize that other people might want to see this too, right? Right. So, yeah, so if we can make videos of, we go to Disney all the time, maybe people want to see that, or we spend time researching things and learning things as part of our kids' um, homeschooling. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's something that people would want to see too. Sure. So, yeah, so we're just kind of trying to document that. It's it's kind of for us, but it's also something that I think other people would like to see too. Awesome. Yeah, well... I'm a little biased here, but one right. of the videos you guys put together <laughs> just happens to be the recreation of a dish we put together on the Disney Dishes right. blog, which oh, is when yeah. you 
you put together the ratatouille from ratatouille we did that on the disney dishes blog and then you recreated it with all the kids and the whole family together and everything and uh it was a great video yeah we definitely need to do more of that kind of thing but but one of the goals too is when we made a youtube channel was i figured if we try and just find something that we can do every week then we can post a video every week right and so what can we do every week that would be fun and we thought you know maybe cooking together and yeah we definitely were fans of of your um of that channel and we could see what you were making and so yeah we i mean we could do that right (laughs) you did too (laughs) yeah so good i loved it i loved it it. It so fun it was fun it was adorable watch you know i think the kids involved in it too really made it so special and so enjoyably entertaining yeah yeah Totally cool. Totally cool. All right. So now we're on to food. Why don't we go ahead and get to the Disney <laughs> dining plan? True. Now, as we just talked about, Michelle and I have never done the Disney dining plan, but you guys have put it uh, to use many, many times during your trips to Walt Disney World. So uh, we kind of wanted to know a little bit more about it, what you think about it. And, you know, uh, we'll kind of run through it and, and find some questions that uh, on how it can be best used <laughs> and, and to help some of our listeners decide if it's right for them. Exactly. Yeah. So let, Let's start out with, okay, when you're looking at the Disney dining plan, first of all, can you just lay down, I mean, we've kind of gone over the numbers and everything, but like in more layman's terms, uh, how does the Disney dining plan work? Yeah, good question. And like you said, you've already explained it a little bit Mm -hmm. as to how how it actually works, but the goal is that you pay in advance and then your food is covered while you're there on vacation, right? And so there's some benefits to that and some drawbacks to that. And, and I think for us, the goal is always trying to figure out, are we getting our money back right. when we use when we use the, um, the dining plan? So I'm sure we'll go into more detail about that. Mm-hmm. Right. Are there, are there some things that factor in that make it maybe an easier decision? Like is length of the time that you're going to be there more of a favorable factor or something that you even consider? Or maybe that's not even something that is uh, really impactful when you're deciding. Yeah, that, okay, so that's a good question. So if, so I'll kind of explain this a little bit more um, how we use it. And mm-hmm. so there are times that we like to use a dining plan and times that we don't. Right. Um, there, there's a lot of time, and we live close to Disney, so there's a lot of times that we'll go to Disney and we're not gonna use the dining plan. Sure. Um, even if we're staying on property, there's times that we don't always want to use it. Mm-hmm. So for us, one of our key tips, one of, one of our favorite ways to use a dining plan is to be able to spread it over more days. Uh-huh. So when you buy the dining plan, you're paying per night of your stay. So if you're staying, one thing we'll do a lot is we'll stay two nights, right. but we'll split it over three full days. Oh, okay. So if we're going to go to Disney, we start, we'll start our vacation Friday morning. And let's say that we're staying Friday night and Saturday night. Right. We're going to try and split our dining plan over all day Friday, all day Saturday, and all day Sunday. Nice. So, so if you get the deluxe dining plan, mm-hmm. we're going to get um, three meals per night stay. Right. Right. So we'll, we'll have the dining plan if we're staying Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We're only paying for two nights. So we'll get six meals total. Gotcha. So, but, we'll, but, but we'll split that, right? So we're right. going to use a dining plan to... Two meals on Friday, two on Saturday, and two on Sunday. And then we'll just, you know, pay for our own breakfast or something. Sure. Because you can get a little bit more bang for the buck if you use it on lunch and dinner. Gotcha. So so to us, it's more valuable to use it on something like that, like a two-night stay instead of a longer stay, mm-hmm. because you can take, you can take 
less meals and split it over more days because you get a lot with a dining plan. Right. Um, yeah, especially with the, the deluxe dining plan, you're going to have uh, appetizer, entree, and dessert per person. And right. drink. And yes, drink. always yeah, important. Yeah. yeah. Always and, important. And sometimes at some restaurants, your drink comes with your meal. So on the dining plan, you get a drink and a meal. But if your drink comes with your meal, you also get your beverage from the dining plan. So you get two drinks. Ooh, nice. So you can get some sort of like specialty drink. Um, what Will is talking about is the um, the way we use the Disney dining plan after we bought it for one day for every day we stayed. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time we did the Disney dining plan, we stayed for three or four days, I think, and bought it for three or four days. And we ate like breakfast at a really like a fancy dining place and right. lunch at a fancy dining place and dinner at a fancy dining place and then all the snacks and all the beverages plus like the fancy drink shakes <laughs> and I was so stuffed I could not like I, it was just becoming unenjoyable because there was so much food I just couldn't eat right? it all so we started buying staying like one extra day and spreading out the Disney dining plan a little longer taking home a box like we don't go right. to a buffet so we can take home a box of food with us or right. um, in our fridge and then eat it for breakfast or lunch the next day Right. to like spread that out and make it more enjoyable and less like, do I have to eat this dessert? <laughs> well, also, it's also important, you know, when you're talking about the Disney dining plan from what you guys are saying there that, you know, obviously you don't need to, you know, you, when you think of a plan, you know, and you're getting these meals every day that you have to use them every day. But you can, you know, from what you guys are saying, yeah. uh, you can obviously pick and choose. Oh, today I want to use three of the meals, and tomorrow maybe I'll only use one because right. we're doing some other things. Maybe right. we have a ticketed event we're going to where we're going to get a lot of food there, or whatever the case may be. So you can kind of pick and choose um, from how you want to distribute those meals throughout your trip. Is that correct, guys? Yeah, absolutely. You can split it up over the trip, and you can also split it up among people. So you pay for the Disney dining plan based on the number of people in your room. But you can also apply that to different people. So if you have other people visiting for one meal, right. you can use any of your meals to help those people cover their meals. Nice. Oh, I so didn't know that. Kinda, cool. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely kind of playing that game of distributing your meals can help a lot because it, it, does, it is a lot of food. Sure. So maybe that kind of, with that in mind, and there are different types of plans, obviously. Do you feel that there's a different strategy based on whether you're, all adults or family with kids? Yeah, good question. Um, Overall, I don't think there is a lot. One kind of key feature is your quick service meals. Mm -hmm. Don't differentiate between kids meals and adult meals. Okay. So even if you have kids that are listed in your hotel room, they are allowed to get adult meals on the quick service restaurants, but that doesn't work for the table service. So for table service, they have to get kids meals if they're kids. Gotcha. Um, so yeah. that means you could give one kid and a, a two kids one adult meal if, right. if you could get away with that with your children. Right. Or <laughs> like feed my nine-year-old one adult meal <laughs> since she's so hungry all the time. <laughs> growing, growing girl. Yeah, I saw her last picture. She's so tall now. <laughs> she's taller than Michelle now? I, she's got to be taller than me by now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure she'll be taller than me soon. <laughs> well, then speaking of that, when you purchase the plan, you have to do the same plan for each person in the, in the room, correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah. So then again, does 
kids play into it too much to decision making? Or is it easier just to say, okay, this is what, because of what we're planning to do, we're going to go with, you know, like you're saying, either the Disney Deluxe or something else? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if we play into that a lot. One, one thing I will say is that when we plan to use a Disney dining plan, uh-huh. we, plan we plan our vacation around that. Oh, okay. So, so a lot of times we'll do a trip to Disney where we're not going to use the Disney dining plan and we're focused on the rides and our fast passes and everything. Mm-hmm. But the, the one, probably one, maybe two times a year that we're going to use Disney dining plan we're going to we're going to mold our vacation around that like our goal is to find the restaurants that we want to go to mm-hmm. make sure we get those reservations right. decide kind of the the meals that we want to get figure out where we want to have lunch and where we want to have dinner so our our vacation the, the rides that we go on and everything else is kind of secondary to that sure. disney dining cuz the goal is to get to get our money back right on the right. disney dining plan so if we're spending a lot of money up front on the disney dining plan we want to make sure that we're getting our money back by the restaurants that we go to. And that's not always as good if you're just going to go on attractions and stuff. If your goal is your normal Disney vacation, right. you're not going to, you might not get your money back if you just kind of do whatever you want for dining. Sure. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Totally makes uh, That's a good point. Definitely. So, uh, for those of our listeners out there who are trying to decide, they have a maybe a Walt Disney World vacation coming up, and they're trying to decide whether they want to add on the Disney dining plan, what kind of tips would you give them to kind of make help them decide on should we do it or should we just uh, go ahead and, and just purchase meals as, as they come, uh, as the, the, the trip evolves? Yeah, good question. I guess that, um, that depends on what their goal is for this particular vacation. So if their goal is to really enjoy all of all of Disney and the attractions and everything, what I would say is plan out your vacation ahead of time and look at what what maybe restaurants or what meals you want to do and then see if that lines up with what would make sense for the dining plan. So does that make sense? So you're yeah, kind of fundamentally yeah. trying yeah. to decide what, what you want to do on this vacation. And I guess that was my point when, when you asked about mm-hmm. do kids matter or not. Um, for us, a lot of times with kids, when we go to Disney, that just means a lot of uncertainty. Right. Like, are we are we are we going to make it to a particular lunch at a particular time? Sure. Um, for us with kids, it's a lot easier to say we're just going to grab food when we're ready to grab food. Right. And, and we're going to make sure that we get back to the hotel for nap time mm-hmm. when they're ready for nap time. Right. And, and so we have a lot more uncertainty in our trip when we have kids. Or, you know, when our goals are different. Right. And with that uncertainty, the Disney dining plan becomes a little bit more difficult. Right. But, it, you know, if it's just me and Jaleesa going on a trip, it's a lot easier to kind of plan things out and, and make better use of the dining plan. Right, right. Also, think about how much of a foodie are you? Are you the kind of person who wants to order the steak and the lobster every single time? <laughs> or are you the vegetarian? Right. Because if you're if you're the latter, it's it's it, that's the cheaper option. It's it's not really worth it to to get the Disney dining plan sure. if you're just going to order like the cheapest thing every single time. Um when you do go out, it's it's fun to be able to choose the most expensive item and not actually have to pay for it. Right. But one giant caveat and major tip is you still have to pay tips. <laughs> uh, that's right. <laughs> good point. Good we point. have paid hundreds of dollars for the Disney dining plan and then left paying another $150 in tips just because 
where you still have to pay tips on the, the really fancy food right. that you're eating. Yeah. <laughs> and that gets pricey. That makes sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, it's a good point because right. I'm sure that's not something you really think about when you think, oh, okay, well, all our food's taken care of. We don't right. have to worry about this now. Uh, we don't have to put that in the budget. But obviously, you do need to think about it if you're uh, going to begin some of the more upscale uh, restaurants right. around Walt Disney World. So that's a, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Now, um, obviously, we hear every once in a while, and everybody gets really excited. It's like, oh, free Disney dining comes around, okay? Uh, but usually, a lot of times when that happens, there's also some sort of a room rate deal that comes at the same time, but they don't work together. You can't use both of them. So um, do you have any tips on deciding between what's better, the room rate or the free Disney dining? Or is it, again, the same thing? Like, it just depends on what you're looking for out there. Yeah, I think it depends on what you're looking for. And, and we have DVC, so we generally don't get those deals. But yeah, I think it's about once a year those deals come out where you can get free dining or, like you said, the, the reduced pricing on the rooms. I think at that point, generally, from what I've seen, the, the dining deal is a little bit better. Like you get a little bit more bang for your buck in that. Mm -hmm. And definitely, if you're the kind of person who who likes to have things pre-planned out, the dining plan makes a lot more sense. Because once it's paid for, it's done, other than, like we said, tips. Right. But that, that is one big advantage of the dining plan is, is at least you can go into it not knowing like if you pay for it ahead of time, you get that, that benefit of just kind of a little bit less stress and dealing with your vacation that you're not worried about the price of every meal. Right. Now, when you go to a restaurant and I guess this question maybe is, I, I know that for some signature uh, table service, you, they'll sometimes charge you two credits versus one, yeah. but is yep. there ever like when you're going there and, and I know that when every time we go there, that's the first question. Are you on a dining plan? Do you do they ever give you like a different menu or say these items on the menu are excluded from the dining mm -hmm. plan? I don't think I've ever seen anything where something is excluded from the dining plan. Um, there's definitely extras that you can pay for. Mm -hmm. like a lot of times they'll have extra add-ons or extra sides that they'll say this isn't included, so you got to pay right. separately for that. Um, that makes sense. But but no, in our in our experience, definitely when you have a dining plan, we, we don't normally feel like we're limited to what we can get. We definitely can get pretty much as much as we want to get. Everything on the menu is available. Okay, um, Yeah, and you brought up the, the two dining plans. That, that's definitely one thing. If we want to go to one of those restaurants that right. requires two dining plans, those are the vacations that we're going to go to those restaurants on. Because like I said, we, we always end up with way too much food <laughs> when we're doing the dining plan. Right. So def definitely being able to, you know, split the dining plan meals where you can. Planning a vacation around going to one of those restaurants where you're going to use two dining plans helps a lot. Right. That makes sense. Um, are there other tips that you would say how to maximize the plan, how to make sure, you know, I, that you're getting your value for it. I mean, I, I think Jalesa's explanation of if you're tending to get uh, things that are going to be lower price on the menu anyways, it, you're not maximizing it. But other than that, are there things to consider to really make sure when somebody purchases it that they're like, hey, yeah, I'm, ge I'm getting real value out of this? One thing we haven't mentioned yet are the snacks. I really enjoy the snacks right. on it. Um, <laughs> I think if you if you um, if you are going to get a snack, I think get a snack that is like six dollars and up, like a higher end snack. Right. Um, there's a lot of snacks out there that 
doesn't seem like a snack, but it'll say like it'll have a little little sticker of a Disney snack or whatever. Nice. A little, a little icon, and um, you can get away with it. There's like six six to eight dollar snacks out there. Wow. Um, that are that are pretty massive looking. Nice. I think we've had one for even nine dollars before. Anyway, okay. um, another thing is never don't ever not use up all your snacks. <laughs> is that grammatically <laughs> correct? Right. Um, sometimes if we like have too much food and we're like, our stay is over, we'll stop by like the main street bakery and mm-hmm. buy a couple of like, um, rice krispie treats to go or something. Right. So then we can like take home a little bit of Disney with us Nice. in that sense. Um, That's always use up your snacks in some form. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and talking about snacks, one of the really cool things is a lot of the Epcot festivals, the mm-hmm. festival booths will allow you to use the snacks for some of their smaller items or even some oh. of the bigger items. Wow. So definitely, yeah, if you're at like food and wine festival or festival of the arts or something like that, yeah, a, a lot of times, like we've done that before where all of our snacks will just go into one afternoon of hitting all the booze of the, the food and wine festival or something like that. Cause I, I think those are some of the best deals you can get on the, on the snack items. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point because I think a lot of times people think of Disney snack. Okay. It's like a Mickey pretzel or a churro right. or right. whatever. And there's nothing wrong with those things, but when you could put it to use it, with such a, a better advantage. And I, I love the idea of like, especially if you're only going to hit, Epcot maybe one day during the festival right. or whatever to just use all those snack credits on one day. Um, that just totally makes sense. Yeah. I would much rather use them on several of the small plates and try different things around the festival uh, than just, you know, I mean, again, nothing wrong with a churro right. or a Mickey pretzel or whatever or a Dole Whip or whatever the case may be. But I, I think that you get much better value, obviously, out of using them at the festival. That's cool. What right. a great tip. Yeah. Definitely. So my next question really, you know, and it'll show my lack of knowledge of the whole program, but, um, and, and you mentioned about molding your vacation to using the dining plan, if that's, you know, your goal in that, that particular trip. So are you able to, let's say you're, you're, you hadn't even thought about dining plan, you're making your reservations, um, you know, for your resort, as well as your, your restaurants. And then you, you look at it and say, wow, I think it might be beneficial to add on a dining plan. And that's acceptable? Yeah, absolutely. If you already have the reservation, um, you can call, call call them back and, mm-hmm. and say that you want to add the dining plan. I've done it, I think, the day before. Nice. So, yeah, so they definitely allow that to, to add on to any package, as right. long as you have that, that reservation. Right. And if you yeah. have one, you could probably upgrade one to, like, a higher level if you'd like as well. Just pay a little more. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Yeah, because sometimes you might be like, you know what? Kind of feeling like going to be our guest, you know? Maybe right. we got that. We got that reservation after all. Do you believe it? Uh, so maybe we might want to, you know, bump this up a little bit. Yeah. Has there been any um, particular thing that you can think of that when you had the dining plan, you were truly surprised? Like, wow, I can't believe I just managed to get this because I had the dining plan. Nothing in particular, but it, it is definitely very nice to be in the restaurant and that full menu is available to you. Right. I, I think that's something that's special to Disney is that when, when they say we're going to give you everything, they, they give you everything. Nice. And, and so that, that, that was nice that, um, just being able to look at the, the menu and, and then ask, hey, is it okay if we get this or is it okay if we get that? And right. it's always, yeah, that's part, you know, you get whatever entree you want that, that's available to you. Nice. Um, I think there's been times that um, I want to say, 
like we've almost gotten too much. Like we get an appetizer and it says it serves two, and they're like, yeah, that's only one of them. But yeah, the other person can also get <laughs> one of those appetizers. Wow. We definitely never had the um, we definitely never had the dining plan and thought, man, I wish we got more food. Like, <laughs> it's always way more than we expected to get. That's funny. But it's That's fun. Cool. It's fun to find things and to see things come out to you that you never would have really put the money down for. Right. Um, otherwise, if, if we hadn't been on the Disney dining plan, we'd be like, I'll have a salad and the pasta, please. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> I think that's especially true of like the appetizers that are included in some of these meals or whatever. And like you go and you're like, do I really want an appetizer? You know, I pay for that. And then I'm going to have an entree and a dessert or whatever. And I guess the same goes for a dessert. Do I really want to splurge on a dessert when I can go get a Mickey bar or whatever the case may be. But when it's all there for you, I mean, I'm sure you can, you know know what? I wasn't sure I'm going to try an appetizer, but I'm going to try this thing. I never tried because you know, it's included in the price. Why not? Why not? That's so true. It is really fun and exciting to have the menu in front of you and know you can choose any of the appetizers or any of the entrees and also a dessert. And it's like, oh my goodness, it's so exciting. It's still like the third day and then you're like, oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely true. Like you said, there's a lot of desserts. I'm not a big dessert person, but there's a lot of desserts I've tried just because it was included. And then I said, wow, this is really good. Yeah. And even if like, and that's another thing is like, it's included in the price. So, you know, even if I just want to try it and tie, try two bites, you know, I right. mean, at least I sampled right. it and I was going to pay for, I'm kind of paid for it one way or the other. So um, why not, you know, give it a shot. It's kind yeah, of the same I think thing. in some form, um, the Disney dining plan is definitely paying for experiences, which I mm-hmm. find highly valuable. Yeah, nice. I agree with that. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Totally. So. Is there a particular plan that you tend to use or again, do you pick the plan based on what your goals are for that trip? Um, kind of both. And, and the point is we, we almost always, if we're going to get a dining plan, we get the deluxe dining plan mm-hmm. just because that, that's the one that gives you the opportunity to be able to, to get more value than you're, you're spending on it. Mm-hmm. Um, with the quick service dining plan, you, I, I feel like generally at, at best you're going to try to break even with it. Mm-hmm. And for us, if we're doing quick service, the goal of quick service is to be very flexible, to be able to kind of do whatever we want to do. And with the dining plan, you're kind of fighting against that. So to right. us, we're, we're almost always, if we're going to do a dining plan, we're doing the deluxe dining plan, which kind of gives you the most opportunity. Sure. So, okay. Now we know we've talked about the snack credits a little bit already. I just have some fun questions here for the end based on the snack <laughs> questions. One, I want to know if you can think of what's the most interesting item you've used a, on for a snack credit for. And also on that last day, we see it all the time with many people with the Disney dining plan. You've talked a little bit about it. You know, you have all these snack credits left, left, you know, and they're in there buying Mickey bars and all this stuff trying to fill it out. <laughs> How many is, do you think is the, if you can recall, are the most snack credits you had at the end and you were just buying up like you, you know, Rice Krispie treats and cookies and whatever it could be just to fill it up. Um, I don't think it was very many. I, I cannot. I can't remember any more than two or three. What do you think? I, I definitely remember having a trip where we had seven items left. So <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. Nice. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, we, were, we were bringing everything home, and we had like a week after our vacation of enjoying Disney snacks. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> That's great. Oh, that's so funny. What about it? Was there a unique item you remember using a snack credit for that you're like, wow, you know, that was really cool that that this snack credit paid for this really awesome um, thing that you wouldn't, you know, expect to be able to be used as a snack credit? 
Yeah, I think the first time that we used snacks credits at the um, the food and wine festival, mm-hmm. I, I don't think we knew it. We just walked up to one of the the food booths and we saw the 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 icon for right. Disney snack credit on one of the items, and and it was just so exciting to be able to get what we thought was like a meal mm-hmm. as part of the snack credit. Right. Yeah. Very cool. cool. Very cool. Do you find the um the refillable drink mug? something that's mm-hmm. beneficial or is it is that just kind of like an extra that you you know you have it but uh, do you really utilize it that depends on how much soda you drink <laughs> <laughs> um it was not worth it at all for me because i drink water right almost exclusively <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I would literally, I would have my, how much is it now? 20 something, something a day. I don't know how much it is, but I would have it filled up with water and it was just, <laughs> it was just ridiculous. <laughs> it was not worth it at all for me. Right. Um, for Will, it was worth it because he loves soda and he loved to be able to have that option mm-hmm. to choose whatever soda he wanted. At one point we even got it for our children. Uh-huh. I did not like that. <laughs> <laughs> not need more sugar right (laughs) yeah yeah i think even for me enjoying the soda it's not something that we factor into the cost of it so if we're trying to to balance out the budget and decide if we want to pay for the dining plan we definitely don't include that as a feature but but it is kind of a cool thing to have and and that's part of the disney dining plan is just having that kind of all-inclusive enjoyment of a vacation i think we have like 20 of them in our kitchen cabinet right now But, but yeah, it's definitely kind of a fun thing to be able to go down to, to the, when you're in the hotel, to just be able to go down, you're going to right. the pool and you can fill up your soda on the way. Sure. It, it's definitely a, a fun thing to have, but not necessarily a valuable thing to have. It's also kind of a small cup. So when you fill it with ice and soda, the soda doesn't last a very long time. Gotcha. But, <laughs> but, but, but it's a fun feature to be, and the kids love it, obviously. Sure. To, to be able to go and fill up the soda in between trips to the lobby and back to your room and everything. It's kind of neat. Yeah. I'm so, used to carrying around my water bottle anyway. So yeah. I'm sort of, I already, I already had that. So right. I didn't need another cup. Yeah. And also the dining plan gives you a beverage at every single meal as well. Right. So I just felt overwhelmed with all of the uh, beverage options there. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Sometimes you have to decide if you really want to carry it out of the hotel room or not. Like it's another thing to right. carry. but Sure. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I like your point. Well, it makes sense, like, if you're going to the pool or whatever, something like that. But going to the parks, do you want to lug that thing around with you when you're going to be getting your drinks mm-hmm. and meals anyways? Uh, yeah. Right. yeah. Right. But it is, a, I guess, a little extra souvenir that you get along with it. And yeah. it's, it's included anyway. You're not paying anything extra for right. it. So. Yeah. You know, another just another plug for the cruise is that's what the kids would love, that you they they have the That's what they would love. That's station. not what you would love. Yeah. <laughs> The free soda. The soda station. But it is separate from the ice cream station, so at least they have to go a little bit of a distance to try to capture both of those treats. Yeah. <laughs> any other thing, any questions? I think they've covered it pretty well. Yeah. You? Are, are there any questions or, or things that you think we didn't ask you about that you thought would be pretty inf- informa- pretty good information to share? Yeah, so, so one thing I want to say about the Disney Dining Plan is it, it's good to plan ahead and decide if you want it, but you don't want to um, to stress over it, especially once you have it. Right. One thing I knew from when we first got the Dining Plan is every restaurant we would go to, I would try and say, like, I have to buy the most expensive thing. And it's right. like, this menu has lobster on it. I got to get it. Right. And I don't really care for lobster, but I'm going to get that <laughs> that way because it's the most value for my buck. 
but but definitely once you have it enjoy the benefit of being able to get whatever you want on the menu and then use that to your advantage to choose what you want to get on the menu so so that don't feel sense. locked into having to get your value for your buck pay for it ahead of time right and then once you have it enjoy your meal however you can yeah that's a really good point that's kind of like the sip and savor plans that you know the food and wine and things too that you know you feel like okay for every little ticket or tab you have to get the most expensive thing and and <laughs> yeah you're right then it deters from the experience that you're there to enjoy yeah it, yeah. it seems like it's just more something that you know disney is doing so many things to try and make these your trips so easy for you mm-hmm. that you don't have to think about when you go you can have it all plotted out uh, ahead of time uh, to, to, to add on your stress. I mean, it can be, right. a, you know, vaca- you're supposed to be on vacation. You're supposed to be having fun. Don't worry right. about the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the value of this item versus that item. If you were going to be headed, heading down there and, and paying money for right. it on site as well. I mean, you would still pay for the less item if that's what you want. It doesn't right. really matter. Lesser exactly. price. Item, yep. so. so very cool. Well, Thanks, guys. That's really good information. I really appreciate uh, you delving into the Disney dining plan. And, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, maybe we should look into it for our next uh, Walt Disney World (laughs) vacation. Thinking I can, you know, wow, all that food and all those snacks. Right. mm, Sounds good. You know, we like to eat when we're... Yeah, you know, we like to eat when we're at Walt Disney World. So, yeah. Right. So before we uh, let you guys go, we really appreciate your time with yes. us today, uh, especially on this evening, taking your time, um, or since we're on different time zones here <laughs> so far. Away. Um, you know, tell the listeners uh, where they can find, again, I know it's on YouTube, but why don't you spell it out for them so they can track you down really easily and also where they can follow you on social media. Yeah, absolutely. So if you just search on YouTube for Young Adventures, um, you should be able to find us and, and you'll see our, our picture and um, we definitely love you to, to watch our videos and, and give us some feedback, some comments or anything like that. And we're also on Twitter. Um, if you search for Young Adventures, uh, you should be able to find us. Um, yeah, we'd love, we'd love to have you guys tag along with what we're doing. You won't regret watching their videos, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. And we'll, we'll put all the information in our show notes as yeah. well so you can easily track Thank it you. down and yeah. stuff. So, um, But yeah, oh, this has been great. We always love connecting with you two. It's, it's just always a great time. And right. uh, hopefully we can get it back out there to Walt Disney World sometime soon and get all together and have some more fun at the parks as we've had in the past. Uh, we always have a great time with you. Right. And we'd also love to have you all back on again for, you know, kind of more like a, a game topic, maybe involve okay. kids. Absolutely. That'd be a lot of fun. So, yeah, we'll definitely do that sometime in the very near future. Absolutely. We'll plot on that. Out. And just rather than just more of a, a strict informational topic, right. just, you know, let Michelle put on her game show host hat <laughs> again and, and we'll have a good old time. That sounds awesome. But again, this is really helpful information. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to listen to this and really be thankful that you, you know, really provided some structure to what this is and, and great ideas to consider in doing it. And you definitely educated us. So like you, like Tom said, now I'm really like, hmm, we got to plan a trip around a vac- the Disney <laughs> dining plan. That's awesome. <laughs> now, just get Victoria and Albert's on the Disney dining plan. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 16, 16 credits. <laughs> That's a super mega unbelievable deluxe plan, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for, again, for taking the time out of your evening to join us on the show. We really, really appreciate it. And we look forward to, to connecting with you guys and having you back on the show very, very soon. Sounds great. Thank you for having us. Thank you.
But yeah, there it is again. The fat boys making another appearance on the Hyperion Adventures podcast. (laughs) Can't wait till next week and find out the new songs you're going to You're you're, you're really up in your game. I already have next song (laughs) planned, and I think you're going to specifically love the next song for next week's theme. So uh, we'll have a lot of fun with that. By the way, you know, I mentioned earlier that thing we dropped on Friday. I hope you all enjoyed our thing that we put together with all the other Disney podcasts doing uh, Go the Distance. You know, I know that most of us on that thing that on YouTube, and if you haven't looked it up, um, yeah, please check it out. I know most of us, well, there's we're podcasters and not professional singers for a reason, <laughs> but we all had a lot of fun, and I think it was a great message, don't you think? I think it was a great message. Uh, it was a, a wonderful idea that you came up with, great, great concept, and I think the words that you applied to that song were very touching. Um, it was one of those, you know, it, it certainly can either cheer you up or give you goosebumps or something like that. But uh, also want to echo what you just said. We really appreciate the other uh, podcasters who participated in it. Um, it. It wasn't necessarily easy. And we didn't give you all a very long timeline and yet you did it with joy and fun and you made our lives better and fun as a a result of that as well as being able to have that nice message to share during this difficult time. Yeah, really appreciate them uh, going out of their comfort zone just as we kind of went out of our comfort zone. We are not singing, even though every once in a while I will break into song in this (laughs) podcast. You've heard me sing if you've listened to the show before. You know I'm not very good. So uh, No, you're good. I did want more practice. (laughs) More rehearsal. I don't know if any more rehearsal would have helped me and maybe you, but I don't know if it would have helped me, but uh, there were some people on that, that, that actually sang pretty well. Yeah, there were some, some others, as well, there. including us that, eh, but we all put it together. It was all good fun. Hopefully you watched it. Hopefully it made you smile. Hopefully you got a good chuckle out of it, maybe at our expense, but that's fine. <laughs> we're willing to laugh at ourselves, but hopefully more than anything else, it's a thought of hope for what will be coming in the near future. Once all this craziness settles down, uh, we're all looking forward to getting back to where we belong. That's which is, right. Of course, the Walt Disney World Resort, the Disneyland Resort, Disney Cruise Line, whatever the case may be. Right. So let's get to our Disney stories of the week. I have a few for you this week. Most of you revolve around uh, the fact that we're staying at home. Uh, some interesting things to kind of help you out or watch or whatever to pass the time coming up here. I'm going to start with, uh, with the fact that we all know that the little ones are around the house much more these days. And, you know, they may be getting a little more wound up. They're not getting outside. They're not getting out as much as they used to. Well, if you're having a tough time getting them to bed, Disney is now offering something that just might help that fact. I know it. This straight from the Disney Parks blog. ShopDisney.com has announced the return of its beloved Disney bedtime hotline to help bring a little pixie dust to fans and families everywhere. This is a lot of fun. Fans can hear messages from favorite Disney characters before falling asleep, all from the comfort of home. Parents, all you have to do is simply call 1-877-7-MICKEY for one of the five special messages for your little ones or for us big little ones. I know, right? From Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Donald Duck, 
Can you, I don't even understand what Donald says. Um, <laughs> Daisy Duck or Goofy. Uh, I think this is so great that they're bringing this back for this kind of time when things are just a little, a little tough right now. And this is just right. a great note for people to finish out the night, for, you know, for their little ones. Right. The word that I thought of when I heard the story is just sweet. You know, yeah. that it's just really sweet and something, like you said, just a little bit of pixie dust at the end of the day to, you know, go off to dreamland. Yep, exactly. So uh, the toll-free hotline will run only for a limited time, though. So be sure to make your call uh, before the end of the month. It ends on Thursday, April 30th at midnight Pacific time. Uh, it's available. I'm sorry for all of uh, uh, you internationally who listen to our show. Unfortunately, it's only available in the United States. And uh, you can only get one message per call. They don't say you can't call multiple times, but you're not going <laughs> to get like every all of these characters talking to you in right. one call. Um, if you're, um, they also have some other ideas for entertaining at home, including free downloadable sleep content activities to create magic moments with Disney. Uh, you can check those out at uh, sh- uh, shopdisney.com/bedtimehotline. So, uh, and that's also if you want to look up the number and everything too. If you don't remember it or didn't write it down from here, right? So. I'm hoping to get our phone call. <laughs> yeah, to do it. By the way, it's another thing that, and this could, I guess, be a technically an early tip. If you're ever going back onto a Disney cruise, uh, you can schedule a, an announcement that they'll call you. One of the characters right. will call you and announce to you, like, like maybe you're surprising your kids or whatever the case with a Disney cruise or your loved one, whatever the, you know, your special, you know significant right. other whatever the case may be you can surprise them and have them call and they'll tell you hey you're going on a cruise or whatever right it's kind of right fun, so yeah i mean that is a great extra tip there honey that uh, yeah and, and the way that works is you really you can schedule it you know weeks in advance mm-hmm. and things so it's um really special yeah michelle's done that for me uh, quite often and i think <laughs> she's done it for herself too I mean, have them call me or remind me i have a cruise coming up so um, but it's a lot Have of fun. I? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Definitely. <laughs> uh, moving on here. If you enjoyed The Mandalorian, well, we have some more Ooh. good news for you. This straight from StarWars.com. This May the 4th, also known as, of course, Star, Star Wars, Wars Day. Day. <laughs> a brand new series debuting on Disney Plus will take everyone behind the scenes of the first Star Wars live action series, The Mandalorian. Of course, this year fans can look forward to the highly anticipated conclusion of Star Wars The Clone Wars. By the way, uh, this week's episode, amazing. Wow. Loved it so much. So good. This, these last few episodes of The Clone Wars are going to be bananas. I can't wait to see the, how this uh, series wraps up. Uh, Alongside the global premiere of the new eight-episode documentary series, Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian. So uh, we have some interesting, more Mandalorian stuff to look forward to. No, it's such an amazing show. Um, Fell in love with that instantly. And it sounds like a great lineup for Star Wars Day. I know we're trying to make our plans for our celebration. And I know that we're going to have an exciting show about Star Wars Mm -hmm. Day celebration. Um, But yeah, this is very cool that they're going to be uh, initiating this on Star Wars Day. Can't wait for it. Yeah. um, Going back to this, and I'll talk about our show coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, in, In Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian, executive producer John Favreau invites the cast and crew to share an unprecedented look at the making of the series that quickly became a pop culture phenomenon after premiering last October, or excuse me, last November, uh, each chapter explores a different facet of the 
first live-action Star Wars television show through interviews, never-before-seen footage, and roundtable conversations hosted by Favreau himself. Topics this season include the filmmaking process, the legacy of George Lucas's Star Wars, how the cast brought the characters to life, the series' uh, groundbreaking technology, the artistry behind the show's practical models, effects, and creatures, plus the creative influences, uh, the iconic score. By the way, the score is iconic in mm -hmm. The Mandalorian. And connections to Star Wars characters and props from across the galaxy. So this sounds like it's going to be really great. I know that they've shown some things, like some still shots uh, on social media and everything about how they kind of built the set. It's like it was like almost a giant green screen right. around that they would... Uh, put things on it was it was uh, really interesting it was actually more like a digital like it was not even a green screen it was like a digital like a giant flat screen tv <laughs> that went all the way around the the set it was right, pretty crazy right. yeah i remember uh, just before it launched uh john favreau was on cnbc and talking about the technology uh innovations that they use to create this to be you know such high quality such you know almost movie quality uh technology to deliver a, an amazing product mm -hmm. yeah it was an amazing product if you haven't seen it even if you're not a star wars fan you may actually like this this uh the show, because I don't think, I mean, yes, are there some callbacks to other Star Wars films and shows and everything? Of course there are. But I think it's a very much a show that you can watch uh, and ve know very little about Star Wars. Right. I think know? those callbacks are almost just like Easter eggs. Right. And, you know, they're not necessarily uh, solidifying the, the storyline. And if you like Westerns or spaghetti Westerns. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially. Um, yeah, this is the the show for you. Definitely, definitely. And we will be rewatching it again. Yeah. Rewatching again. And again. Uh, and again redundant. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's really great show, and I'm looking forward to seeing this. I want uh, a bedtime call from the Vandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> just call up and say, this is the way. Right. Hang up. <laughs> I know, right? That'll be it. I have spoken. <laughs> I'll put you to bed warm, or I can put you to bed cold. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I guess we digress. Yes. Anyway, um, speaking <laughs> of this, uh, so this is all revolved around Star Wars Day. Uh, our Star Wars Day episode, it will be releasing actually a, a day or two before Star Wars Day, but it'll also happen to be our 100th episode. So we're very excited about this one. We're bringing on some very special guests, uh, some really good friends of ours to, to talk about Star Wars. And since we're a Disney podcast, it's going to mash up with Disney parks. Michelle's going to put her game show hat on again. <laughs> uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with that. And that's coming up here in a couple weeks so we're really excited about that episode i can't wait for it i i wrote up all the the things that we're going to be doing on that day we have some amazing fun 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 guests that uh, everybody i think will really enjoy and i know it's something i'm looking forward to i can't wait i can't mm -hmm. wait to record it yeah actually. it's gonna be a lot of fun that's coming up here in just a couple more episodes this is episode 98 next week's episode 99 and obviously after that is 100 and that will also be a star wars day so i'm glad you shared with everybody that you know how to count honey. i know that's well so you know sometimes you know people may wonder about me yeah, that guy, people do wonder he's pretty about dumb you, he's no, pretty dumb you're just pretty yeah <laughs> you're so pretty <laughs> Uh, as we digress even more. Oh my God. Uh, moving, I, think, I think you need to do some editing. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Uh, there's a couple more things uh, coming to uh, Disney Plus that will be debuting soon as well. Uh, Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color, the 1964 episode, Disneyland Goes to the World's 
Fair will debut on May 22nd. That's exciting. We were talking recently how we'd love to see more of the wonderful world of color going out. And, you know, a lot of what happened, you know, a lot of what uh, Disneyland and for that matter, uh, Walt Disney World Mm -hmm. uh, was developed because of uh, what they did with the World's Fair. Uh, Just uh, some, uh, this should be some, a really interesting look into uh, what was happening during that time. Right. If you're any kind of a history buff of, you know, how attractions were evolving at that time, this is going to be amazing to watch. And even if you're not a history buff, just to appreciate the uniqueness that was happening at that time that Walt really helped drive the change in how the attractions were going to actually have the technology to provide even more, uh, whether you call it realistic or just more enjoyment than mm-hmm. than what other rides that were there and in existence at the time. It really a nice enhancement. Plus, you know, the whole thing about this is that this was a way Walt Disney was genius. He got other companies to flip the bill to develop all these different attractions. And this is something that he would develop. He would move forward with in a lot of different ways throughout the parks. So he could, you know, create these things and basically not have to spend really anything, you know, a small amount or if anything at all uh, to develop these brand new attractions. Just really, really cool. Right. I mean, it, it really does highlight the genius that Walt Disney was. I mean, obviously nobody's a perfect individual, but he really did have some amazing foresight of how to, you know, create place where people wanted to be people of all ages and like you said how he was able to really be on the cutting edge to say okay how can we do this and be a joint venture with other companies uh, to help promote what they were trying to sell but at the same time develop the technology and develop the attractions that could later be moved to Walt uh, to Disneyland yeah uh, really cool. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, two of the attractions still exist in uh, Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was in Disneyland. It is now in Walt Disney World. Right. So uh, really, really cool. Um, I'm looking forward very much when that debuts on May 22nd. Also, the boys, the story of the Sherman Brothers, will finally, after, you know, buying me teas for so long, <laughs> is going to be released on May 22nd as too. So we're really looking uh, forward to that. Uh, also coming up, Artemis Fowl. Uh, which was originally scheduled to be released in theaters in August. That will be, they given, they've given told us the date now that that will be debuting on Disney+. Plus. It'll be aboard there on uh, June 12th. So, you know, one more thing to watch. Uh, right. know, we're expecting that to be in theaters. It's going to be on Disney Plus first. So just a few more things uh, that you'll be able to check out uh, while you're sheltering at home, uh, watching, uh, you know, a little more Disney+. Plus. That's right. So that's it for the Disney Stories of the Week. However, we never leave you without some sort of tip that might help you on on your next vacation, whether it be to the Disneyland Resort, the Walt Disney World Resort, Disney Cruise Line, Run Disney, whatever the case may be. And of course, we always start with Michelle. One, because she's just fantastic, (laughs) wonderful. Everybody loves her, but she always has the best tips as well. So let's get right to it. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. Oh my goodness, you're so sweet. Um, So I tried to um, pull together a tip that would go along with uh, Disney Dining Plan since we were going to have these excellent guests Mm -hmm. join us today. So um, and this really kind of pertains to if your family and you're planning to have a stroller while you're at the park. Um, One idea that you could do is before your trip is purchase one of those uh, door organizers with the large pockets, you know, that you can 
you've seen them sometimes you can hang them up on your door when you're traveling you can put shoes in them sometimes exactly so those that that kind with large pockets um uh or if you have some mad craft skills and create your own but uh when you're at the park then you can put that on the stroller handle and then you can use that to hold everybody's drinking cup. Like, especially mm. if you have your refillable mugs or if you have water bottles or whatever, you can hang them in those pockets on the stroller back. And that, you know, can really help save you from having to either look in backpacks or tucked away inside the stroller or everybody keeping track of their own or trying to carry it and, you know, leaving it someplace because they put it, set it down or whatever. So, just to make it a little bit more convenient and fun, you can even decorate your little uh, cup holder or mug holder and make it a little easier for you when you're on your next trip. It can be a fun thing for your family to do as you're getting prepared for the trip so they can be more excited. Not that you need to be more excited about a, a Disney vacation, True. but uh, something to build into it is like, oh, today we're going to decorate our what's going to be our cup holder on the stroller and you can have a lot of family fun with that. Right. Exactly. Yeah, so, so. Oh, Michelle always has the best <laughs> tips. That is a great tip. Thank uh, now you. let's get to my tip, which is kind of really a recycled tip because uh, we've talked about this many times before. I, I'm pretty sure I've talked about it. I'm pretty sure you've talked about it mm-hmm. at some point, and probably we both used them as a tip at some point. Okay. But uh, that is the fact that, yes, we're talking about the Disney dining plan today, but one of the things you might also want to take into account uh, when you go to the Walt Disney World Resort is the ability to actually have food. Food uh, delivered to your right. resort, to your to your hotel room uh, where you are staying there, uh, in case you want to, you know, kind of cut down on some of those meals. If you're maybe you're not going to do the Disney dining plan, you know, it's something to weigh into the equation of whether you want to do it or not. Is uh, like how much will you dine in your room? Like if you are staying in a regular resort room, generally there's at least a mini fridge in right. there. Uh, so maybe you can put some things in there like, you know, something that w- might be, you know, a little milk with, you know, for some cereal in the morning or whatever. So you can have a little breakfast, right. maybe some lunch meats and you can get a loaf of bread or whatever and a little uh, mayonnaise or mustard or whatever right. you can on sandwiches, peanut butter and jelly, whatever the case may be, something that you can kind of use to fill in some of the gaps in these meals while you're out there. Uh, if you're staying at a, a Disney vacation club resort, then if you're staying at uh, at least a uh, deluxe studio, uh, you will have almost a, a, a kitchenette. So you'll get like a microwave, a right. uh, lar- little bit a toaster, a little bit larger refrigerator in there. So you can have even more that you can work with there as far as meals uh, you can prep while you're right. there in your room. Uh, if you're going for a one bedroom suite or above, you're going to have a full kitchen and Um, If you're going to be using that many points or using that much money or whatever, it might be worth it to you to maybe cut down on a few of the meals, uh, have some of this food delivered in, and then you can... You know, I mean, I know nobody, part of being on vacation is you don't want to have to cook necessarily, right. but at times, if you can save a little money, if you can make things a little bit easier for your family, uh, you know, you can use those ability, use these items that you have as part of your stay to, to just make, you know, save yourself some money in other ways, you know, making breakfast, right. uh, making dinner, maybe go have lunch at the parks or at the resorts or whatever, and, and you can kind of enjoy it in a different way. It's not right for everybody, but 
the, the are these companies out there. Um, I, I, you know, I'm not going to name them here. We've named them in the past. If you want to go back to some of our past episodes or if you want to email us, uh, we'll talk about it. But they don't advertise with us, so we're not going to discuss them by name here. But if you want to do some research and you're thinking about adding this to your next Disney vacation, uh, you know, it's something, another piece of information that you can weigh in as you're trying to decide how you want to plan your meal structure uh, for your next trip. Absolutely. No, that is a great, great plan. You know, and it, you're right. It It's not for everybody and people think vacation, they don't want to cook. But just with your example of breakfast, to have easy breakfast, it, it could be a way that uh, everybody's getting, you know, some food ready before they actually go into the park. So you actually have some, you're kind of ready to go with your energy and, and also maybe not using whether you're using the Disney dining plan for breakfast or, you know, not using that can save you some money uh, or save those credits for other things that like your lunch or your dinner. And uh, the other location that you do have a full uh, kitchen is at the Disney campgrounds at the cabins at the right, Disney the cabins, campgrounds, that's right. yeah, the, you yeah. know, and so, that, that is a great Mostly tip. full kitchen. It's kind of like they don't have an oven, although the microwave is also a convection, convection oven. oven. But right. you do have a grill, which is kind of cool, right. into the cabins. And uh, they clean it off for you. Right. So. You just need to go get the, either have the little charcoal delivered or go pick it up at the general store. Right. And, um, that they have there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, very convenient that way. Also, some of the, a lot of these DVC resorts and at the campgrounds, any place where they do have kitchens available for people, um, the, the, the shops, the stores that are there tend to stock better on items that you might be able to right. cook. Uh, within these various different kitchens or kitchenettes. So uh, that's one good thing to know, too. Even if you're visiting a resort that does have DVC, maybe you're not staying there, you can always go into those and purchase a couple things that you may be able to use within your resort, take it right. back to your resort and use as as well. And another th- thing about this, too, is if, uh, look, you know, we all enjoy the snacks at Disney parks and whatever, but if you're looking for a few healthier snacks and Disney's done a better job of providing healthier snacks but let's be honest if you're looking for some healthier snacks maybe when you get back to the room or whatever for the little ones or for yourselves um, having some of that delivered in you know you can get some more fresh fruit you know salad stuff and whatever the case may be that might be uh, a little bit beneficial to you but just one more thing like I said to put into the equation of helping you decide what's right for your next vacation meal wise right definitely and especially too if you're going to be staying there you know, over an extended period of time, whether you're there, you know, close to a week or whatever, it can really impact and cut down on some of those costs that, like you're talking about. And right, who, you know, who wouldn't want like some healthy fruit to have to go along with our prior tip in the past of make sure you take a, a, a break during the day or a nap or whatever. Yeah. I don't want healthy food, but I should have healthy food. So I do have healthy food, but I don't want to have healthy food. Oh, yes, you do. I want. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, that's it for this week. Next week, while we're talking more food. I know We are going back to another one of our five favorite lists. And this time, it's going to be all about some of our favorite restaurants, but not just regular Disney restaurants. Our five favorite themed Mm -hmm. Disney restaurants. There are so many to choose from. This will be an interesting list to go through. We're looking forward to hearing what your favorites are as well. Right, definitely. And let's see if um, the challenge will be, can I keep it down to five? No. (laughs) No. 
<laughs> you know, I tell you that's a big fail right now. But, <laughs> but anyways, it's going to be uh, kind of back to the future for us because we're actually doing it uh, an episode just you and me. Wow, really? Yeah. No one's joining us? No one's joining us. Well, for the time being. (laughs) A plan is. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, it's going to be back to just the two of us talking about uh, our five favorite uh, themed Disney table service restaurants. There are lots of quick service and some other things, but these will be table service restaurants. Or will they? Oh boy, here we go. It's already starting and we're not even to the episode yet. So uh, expect more of that next week. We look forward to that. And we appreciate you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, why don't you just go ahead and sign up for the newsletter? You won't regret it. You'll love it. I would hope that would love it. Yes, definitely. And also, uh, we really appreciate if you could take a moment to uh, give us some feedback, either star ratings or a review. And best of all, tell a friend. Yeah, that's the easiest way to uh, let anybody know that you enjoy this podcast, that you think that they might be interested in this show, uh, is just tell your friends about it. And hopefully then they'll tell their friends. And uh, we'll grow this great Hyperion Adventures family and another way to uh, help connect with us is on social media we're on twitter at hyperion podcast facebook instagram and pinterest at hyperion adventures podcast and if you ever want to contact us for any reason you can always email us at hyperion adventures podcast at gmail.com definitely a good idea let us know how things are going and we love to hear from you we always love to hear from our listeners just like you so and thank you for listening to the hyperion adventures podcast we look forward to sharing some time with you again next week Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week.